Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. We're live from Circa Resort and Casino on a football Friday. And yes, I can still say that because the NFL is 365, 24-7, all the things. Welcome in. Appreciate you joining us. No Michael Lombardi today, but we are very fortunate to have good friend of the show, Matt Brown, join us. Reunited and it feels so good, my friend. How fortunate do you feel? Oh, so fortunate. I doubt it. Well, you're the one that... I doubt it. Right before we come on air today, he goes, did it just feel like Christmas morning that you get to work with me today? He's so humble ladies and gentlemen. Listen, it was one of the things that's been a while. It just feels right back, just like a glove, right? Just slipping right back in here. Good stuff. The VEASAN final countdown crew mm-hmm. back together. But of mm-hmm. course, you can catch Matt every weekend hosting the handle right here from Circa, as well as stepping in on a numbers game all the time. The long shots crew, which by the way, how many times should I set an, a total and over under number on how many times you're going to be peeking over to the sports book gonna, to watch the Mexico we're Open? We're going to be okay. I mean, we'll probably get one of these TVs okay. up here, put on it sooner than later. But yeah, everything's good. Uh, lots of good stuff to get to though um we're we will talk a little bit of college hoops this hour as well tim murray is going to join the show and then later on in hour two talk a little bit of the early draft props combine getting set to start from indianapolis on monday so thor nystrom is going to join us as well uh but let's get into some of the nfl news of the day espn's field yates reporting the seahawks have restructured geno smith's contract converting his 9.6 million dollar roster bonus which would have been due march 18th into a prorated signing bonus creating 4.8 Eight million in cap space with their structure. He and Derek Carr actually both getting restructures done, uh, evidently. But what what'd you make of the news? Yeah, I mean, look, Geno Smith is he is what he is, right? Like you kind of know what the floor is and the ceiling is almost non-existent. You have a dude that's got a fairly decent floor and you know that you're never going to get probably kind of that Super Bowl winning quarterback out of him. There were 25 quarterbacks, so at least 400 dropbacks last season. Okay. He was PFF's 11th graded passer. I mean, you know, look, yeah, there's a bunch of bad quarterbacks last year, but still 11th out of 25 with at least 400 dropbacks. If you take EPA plus CPOE composite, he was 14th in the NFL. If you take the average adjusted EPA and combine that with a PFF grade, 
He came out to about 15th in the NFL. So you just, you know what you're getting, Geno Smith, right? You're getting about league average. And sometimes that's okay. I mean, you're looking at a, at a league that has a bunch of bad quarterback play and there's a bunch of quarterback needy teams. And we'll talk about that later in the show today. But, you know, with Geno, they don't really have a choice. They don't have a draft pick, which you can really, you know, kind of count on getting one of the game changer type quarterbacks. And so I think it's, you do what you got to do. You bring him back in and you, you pray to get a ceiling season out of him. And the supporting you know? cast is pretty good when healthy. And mm. I'm just curious to see what that Seattle Seahawks team is going to look like with Mike McDonald and with Ryan Grubb as offensive coordinator, what they want their identity really to be. And we're, we're, yeah. we just don't know yet. So, yeah. I mean, listen, of the, of the options that they had, this is, this is just what it is. I mean, like getting something done with Gino and trying to free up a little bit of cash so that you can spend and try to make this team good because the window here for this team is kind of the next couple of years, right? I mean, you're going to come up with some of these dudes that are getting, look, Tyler Lockett is still productive, but he's aging. He's getting on the wrong side of the, of the curve, right? For wide receivers and all that. So you kind of got to maximize these next couple of years. The, uh, the Saints trying to do a similar thing, restructuring Derek Carr's contract. This obviously was not the year that they were hoping to get out of him. Yeah. And for me, as like a, I am a, everyone that listens to this show knows I've been a Derek Carr apologist for a long time because I firmly believe that if he had a good defense, he'd mm. be in a much different position. And then he just goes out and he's checked down Charlie and he's not good. Yeah. And it, it was really, really frustrating to watch, especially if you are somebody who had a ticket on the Saints in the NFC South. Everybody was thinking it was going to be the Saints or the Falcons. It ends up being the Bucks that win the division and go to the divisional round but um but what do you think about Derek Carr and the Saints and can they take a step forward this year yeah it's well it's it's the worst division in football for sure and so it's really when I say it's anyone's division that's actually not even true because (laughs) Carolina you can you you can eliminate them you can eliminate them but I mean it, it is any of the three teams can win outside of Carolina and Carr the problem is like you said I mean just I don't know what it is. First instinct for him always is to not make the big play, yeah. is to not do the thing, is to not push it down the field, is not take advantage of the playmakers and things and whatnot like that. And, and sometimes that's fine. Sometimes playing conservatively is the right decision. You don't always have to be YOLO out there. <laughs> but, I mean, there are other times where you have to keep defensive defenses honest. You have to be able to push the ball down the field and make them respect the fact that you have, like, a Chris Olave on that team, right? That you have dudes that can, that can really – uh, light up the field and he just doesn't want to do that I think again it's kind of the same almost like the same deal with, with Geno Smith that we were just talking about like you know what the floor is which is a decent floor but the ceiling is non-existent like it's just it's just it's just not there you are never getting like Super Bowl quality play out of Derek Carr you know what I was always particularly frustrated with watching him especially this year was that a lot of the counting stats would mm-hmm. still be there but the point production was never there the red zone scores were never there the big plays yeah. were never there but he's getting his yards yeah. uh, completion percentage is always oh, going to yeah. be great because oh, it's yeah. like when you're completing th- when every pass is three yards down the field those yeah. are high completion percentage passes so he's, he's gonna people are like dude he completed 69% <laughs> yeah I know you could have done that thrown opposite handed probably uh his former teammate josh jacobs is one of many players who are going to be talked about a lot with it being franchise taxis and free agency coming up uh, the athletics to sean reed reporting the raiders have quote yet to engage in any contract extension talks with jacobs he of course had a career year two years ago he's nfl's leading rusher thought he was going to get that big 
long-term mm-hmm. contract, obviously doesn't end up getting it. He did hold out for a time. They gave him the one-year $11.8 million deal. Um, wh- what do you foresee happening with him? We've been playing a game on this show this week. Sign him, tag him, or let him walk. If you're the Raiders, what would you do with Josh Jacobs? Yeah, he gone. He gone, for sure. They understand. They have to understand as a franchise where they're at. And like right now, they're not going to win, right? And so if you're not going to win, you can't spend a whole bunch of money on a running back. You just need to kind of start to start to build from the ground up here and investing a ton in a running back. Even if even if you believe that Jacobs is a, let's just even say, top seven, eight running back in the NFL still, you cannot put that money for this team into Jacobs. We'll talk a little bit later, you know, about some of these teams where maybe he would fit in and maybe that it does make sense to spend the money on a running back because you are in win now mode. And if you think that you're a running back away or a running game away, or at least somebody like Jacobs away from winning this year, then it, then it could make sense. But the Raiders have to, they have to be sitting in that room, look at the personnel, look around and go, we're not winning anyway. So why would we spend this money on a running back? Are we headed for another offseason just debating running back value? Probably because wherever Saquon signs, whether he gets tagged or whether he signs elsewhere, it's going to be for a number that everyone is going to say he's not worth because that's what we do with running backs. I kind of beg to differ when it comes to certain running backs, specifically a guy like Saquon Barkley, specifically whenever we looked at where he might land and stuff. But yes, we are going to get all of that, like Derrick Henry, obviously on the downside of his career, right? He's going to sign somewhere for a decent amount of money, probably more money than most people think he's worth. And then it becomes the whole deal. How can you do that for this guy or whatever? And it's like, you know, it's all, it's all team dependent. How much cap space do you have? Do you think that that makes you a contender this year? You know, yeah. all of those things are what really matters in this discussion outside of just the do running backs necessarily matter? Can you find a Pacheco at the end of the draft or do you get, you know? Yeah. What, yeah. Well, and that's the rub, right? Yeah. Because a lot of these owners, like I understand it from the, their standpoint of we can find talent at that position for cheaper later on in the draft and not have to draft a guy high or pay him more than $10 million and still get really, really good production from the position. So I get it from that standpoint. But then you also, to your point about Saquon or a guy like Christian McCaffrey who commands a big Mm -hmm. contract because of all the versatile things that he does, like those guys earn it. It's different. Exactly. That's the thing. Saquon is going, everyone is going to lose their mind whenever Saquon gets whatever he gets. And it's going to be this third match. Not worth it. He's not worth it. He's not worth it. Well, maybe he is. Is Jonathan Taylor's contract the where you would see that being kind of somewhere in that neighborhood. Right. And, and it's like, people are going to say he's not worth, he's not worth. he, he's only played X amount of games. They're going to yeah. go to the whole, all the time that he's missed and all the stuff of that. But like, it's all, it's all team dependent. Now, if the Raiders spent a ton of money on Jacobs, you would probably sit back and go, I mean, he's probably not worth that because you got a lot of problems <laughs> that you got to fix. And so spending that on a running back, probably not worth it. If you take a team that is on the up or a team that like is win today mode, yeah. then it's a completely different conversation. Um, we're going to talk a lot again throughout the course of the show about the draft and Caleb Williams, but it was interesting. Mike Florio of, of PFT mm-hmm. um, said that he, he got this email this week from the list of draft eligible players and agents representing them from the NFLPA this week. And the first thing that he wanted to do was go see, you know, I haven't heard a lot about Caleb Williams and, and who's representing him. He apparently doesn't have an agent. Do you think at this stage in, in his career where you know that you're going to be the number one pick, that contract is is not going to change? Is, is that why he doesn't have one? I, yeah, I mean, it's like you're not really – what are you negotiating, right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're the number one pick. 
this is the money that's slotted for you and this, this is how it's going to go. And he'll have a, an entertainment agent, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I mean, he probably already does. Obviously he's in commercials. I just stuff, am thinking about like, obviously he's had the off field way that people have talked about his personality mm. and stuff and somebody that could help your narrative. I wonder mm. where that would be a benefit. Maybe not the negotiation yeah. process, but just somebody like in those rooms, talking to media, talking to coaches, mm. talking to people on your behalf. I feel like that would be beneficial. No. Yeah. I mean, I would look, He's got, he, he has some sort of representation, right? Because he's in a Wendy's commercial. Like he didn't, he didn't negotiate that by himself. Like someone did that, you know I mean? Some, something along the, somewhere, someone along the way is advising him and helping him out. I mean, I think it's just not your typical agent client deal from a, a strictly football perspective. And it, for him, it's going to save him a bunch of money. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, again, you're going to be number one overall. What are you really doing? They're going to give you what they give you. And you just kind of go with it. Lamar Jackson didn't have one and he's got yeah. a five year, $260 million deal. So I, I think he's okay. But, he's it, but similarly in the draft process, people were all talking so much about him and how he shouldn't be a quarterback and X, Y, Z. And he ends up being the 32 pick in the draft. Yeah. And so you wonder if, I mean, maybe he's not an MVP if he's not mm-hmm. with the Ravens, I don't know, but if he could have gone higher and come Ended a better contract yep. earlier. You, you never know. Mm-hmm. And so you just wonder if an agent could have helped that type of thing. Um, now, the team that is expected to draft Caleb Williams, Williams, by the way, a $9 favorite to be drafted specifically mm-hmm. by the Bears right now, which is a move from minus 400 over the weekend. But the team in the Chicago Bears, there are a lot of question marks about what they're going to do in terms of their quarterback, Justin Fields. we got a lot of Caleb Williams talk. Where, where might Justin Fields go if and when he's ultimately traded? So much more to get into when we return on the Lombardi line. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the new and improved vcin.com. We've got a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, the website now with a mobile first focus and improved functionality, but all that same great content you're used to today on the website, best bets and college hoops, as well as the NBA and a special article on how to bet spring training got underway yesterday, by the way, the Dodgers crushing the Padres 14 to one. So that's fun for me as a Padres fan, even in spring training, you can get emotional. Okay. Are, Are you going to be betting? spring training Matt no no. All right. That is degeneracy. I don't care. I don't yeah, care but what I can see says. that happening for you. I don't care what anyone says. No, <laughs> um, no absolutely not. During the commercial break, yes. you got a push notification on your phone. We got some NFL we did. news. did. The salary cap officially released. It is going to be $255.4 million. That is up $30.6 million from last season. The statement, the unprecedented $30 million increase per club in this year's salary cap as a result of the full repayment of all amounts advanced by clubs and deferred by the players during the COVID pandemic, as well as an extraordinary increase in media revenue mm. for the 2024 season. Mm. So we're up $30.6 million to 255 so don't hate Taylor Swift. She's helping people yeah, watch these ex- games. Exactly. <laughs> I was saying this all along. Yeah. I'm like, what's what's good for the game is good for right. everyone. I don't know. I don't know why everybody's mad. Yeah, big, she's got a boyfriend. Big, plays football. <laughs> big news though that that's actually confirmed. I know the reports yeah. were that it would be around 250, potentially exceeding that. So 255.4, that official number, um, and that'll be big for a lot of these clubs as they're especially during this time mm-hmm. of year trying to figure out who they're able to sign, who they need to move. Yes, it is. And listen, if you if you haven't gone in and kind of looked, there's a just Google it. There's lists all over the place of what the salary cap situation looks like for a lot of these teams. And we are looking at some teams that are super, super flush with cash. And we look at some teams that are going to be doing a whole lot of sin. Salary cap's kind of a myth, as we know. <laughs> these guys are wizards with it and have figured out ways to get all around it. But you you do know the teams that aren't going to be able to go, go out and just spend, spend, spend. And like that's yeah. the real thing. And you can kind of look at these other teams that you know are going to go out and, and be able to really try and prove these teams. That doesn't mean these free agents are going to sign with them. Just because you have all the money doesn't mean that they're going to sign with you, right? Like, yes. that's the other thing. They still have to choose you. It's not that it's, you can be like, you're, you're the ugly kid that's rich, you know, and it's like, but you're still ugly, you know, and so like you, 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 you aren't, aren't going to get the woman just because yeah. you're just because you're rich. And so it's uh, I look at some of these teams and we'll talk about some of these places we think these guys are going to land. And, and you know, I think that there are some teams out there that are pretty appealing even though they might not necessarily have like the greatest season last season I do think there's some of these teams that are on the up that probably going to attract some some pretty good guys this year well let's hit Justin Fields here Mm -hmm. real quickly because obviously there was all of the drama this past week about him unfollowing the Bears on social media unfollowing the NFL he said he just he wants this all to be over with he doesn't want that kind of stuff on his timeline but he did follow Falcons players so the Falcons went from a plus 550 shot to land Fields on the DraftKings odds board and now they're a minus 120 favorite the Steelers are still very much so another team that's been Mm -hmm. in the conversation around Justin Fields they're sitting there at three to one Rich Eisen had former Pittsburgh Steelers legend Terry Bradshaw on the show yesterday, and he had some really interesting comments about whether or not the Steelers should go ahead and try to get Justin Fields. He actually called it a huge mistake. <laughs> Take a listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Pickett. You Kenny Pickett is, uh, he's, I'll tell you what, Rich, I know him. I know him well, and he's fiercely competitive. He's, He's extreme. He's tough-minded kid. Um, things don't bother him. 
Uh, I really like him a lot. Why is Purdy successful with the 49ers, Rich? Look at all that talent and look at that coach calling plays. And that kid's got the poise. Kenny has the poise. I, I just want my quarterback to be poised. All right. I just want him poised. If he's poised, then his brain's going to be calm. He's going to see the coverages. He's going to be quick with his decision-making. And Pickett has all of that. They're going to beat him up, and they're going to want to trade for Fields in Chicago. And I say that's a huge mistake. You don't need Fields. Stay with what you got. Thoughts. Yeah, because that worked so well last season. Yeah. Yeah, because that worked so well last. Listen, That was my first thought as well. I've never played a snap in the NFL. Terry Bradshaw is a legend in the NFL. That does not mean that his takes on what a team should have in 2024 mean anything whatsoever. Right. And like, he kind of tipped his hand right there. Anyway, I know him and I know him well. Oh, you mean the guy that you know, and you know, well, is the guy that you want to play quarterback and the guy that you have no idea about anything about him and you don't have any relationship with him is not the guy you want as quarterback. Shocker. (laughs) That's not human nature or anything. You know, it's exactly what you would expect when you hear some older guy come on and say like, well, I know him and, I like what I know. I mean, yeah, that's what old people do. You know, old people don't want change. Old people like what they know. And so I expect that from Terry Bradshaw when it comes down to it. But listen, it's they've tried it. It didn't work. They went to how can you sit there honestly and be like, yeah, this is what they went to Mason Rudolph. They made the choice to go to Mason Rudolph. They wanted everything in this world not to go to Mason Rudolph. And then they had to go to Mason Rudolph to get it. The reason Kenny Pickett started as long as he did like in my opinion is because the the team likes him so much. He's a yeah. very likable person internally, but 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, his QBR is 46-7. He's only thrown multiple touchdowns in a game once in 24 career starts. And not like he's That's devoid of crazy. talent on that team either. Well, yeah, and so that there goes are back playmakers. to that does go back to the point that he made about Purdy and what the 49ers have in terms of talent. Like you've got Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you've got a lot of weapons around you. So you need somebody that's going to be able to take advantage of that. And I know Matt Canada is no Kyle Shanahan, but maybe Arthur Smith could be something yeah. like that as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is just, it's a bad take. It's, it's again, he's a legend and I, Louisiana so, so that, boy, Louisiana boy. My aunt went on a date with him. So all that to say, that's an actual truth. That's true. Who do you like the, the fit better Atlanta or the Steelers or elsewhere? I mean, look, probably the best fit is probably Pittsburgh. I think okay. when it all comes down to it, Interesting. At three to one. Um, but I mean, any of those any of those teams could benefit from having Justin Fields, right? I mean, if we look at that list, any of those teams outside of once you get, I mean, you can stop the list at the commanders because we know they're going to draft a quarter, right? But yeah, I mean, like any of those teams could benefit from Justin Fields. Well, another team that's been talked about, I'm not, not team, another player that's been talked about mm-hmm. is going to the Steelers is Russell Wilson. If you believe uh, Ocho Cinco, Chad Ocho Cinco and, and his um, sources, I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> would be, uh, where do you think Russ ends up? Obviously the, the Broncos, if and when they release him are still going to be paying him a pretty penny. So any team can get him at a cheap price, but Pittsburgh minus 225 to land Russ. Yeah, I think, if I was betting this, I think the bet would be on the Raiders at 550. Okay. Um, for me, if you if you look, so that's the other deal about getting Russ, right? Like you're getting him for pennies on the dollar. And so if there's no risk to any of these teams, I think if you look, if you're the Raiders, you go in, you, you understand where you're kind of at and taking the risk on a dude with a little bit of maybe still having some upside or if he flops, who really cares? If you're the Steelers, man, I don't know if you can really 
risk it with Russ right now. I mean, he, he might be washed. Like we don't know for sure, but he might be washed, you know? And so do you waste six games, seven games of your season to find out if he's washed or not? Like, I don't know if you want to go that route. Right. I mean, like it's, it's the, the upside play is fields, right? Like the upside play is fields where, where Russ is, even if he's not completely washed, he's certainly on the downside of his career. He's on the, he's on the, you know, the post 30 side of his career. How crazy is it to think about that two years ago, Russell Wilson is the centerpiece of one of the biggest trades in NFL history in terms of what he's getting paid in compensation. And now we're talking about him being on his third team in four years because it just did, it did not work. And even this past season where he had like marked improvements from what was a career low worst season that he's ever had Mm -hmm. such a far cry from what we saw from him in Seattle. Like he's not a Super Bowl MVP caliber player anymore. And now I wonder if he even has a landing spot. Truly like that's a lot of the Mm -hmm. conversation that I've been hearing is that like, does he, have a spot as a starter in the NFL next year. There's a lot of, there's a lot of quarterback needy teams. Someone will take a shot on him. Cause so I'm not a, I'm not a big Russ fan at this point in his career, but I will say this. He didn't necessarily get a fair shake last year in Denver. Like Sean Payton didn't want him from the get go. That was kind of pretty obvious. Like as soon as he came in there, he started making comments that pretty Stop much, he, yeah, it, like, pretty much he didn't want him there. Yeah. And then, you know, as the season progressed, it became blatantly obvious that he didn't want him there. And so, you know, I th- I think he's probably league average or worse at this point, but maybe not. I mean, m- maybe if he gets in a system that actually wants him and wants to try and make sure mm-hmm. that see if there's anything left in the tank that that there could at least be something there left with Russ. But yeah, I mean, I, I, to play devil's advocate, he might have not, not have gotten a fair shake last yeah. year. What What do you think is the first domino no, domino to fall? Is it going to be Fields? Is he going to be the first trade that we see? It's it seems like that is what everyone's waiting on, and then yeah. we just and then we go, and from then there. we go from there. Yeah. Okay. Ugh, I just don't know about Russ. He's getting older. The leadership component of it is always weird. He's a very polarizing figure. Yeah. I feel like in the locker room, I don't know. He's I- a dork <laughs> and, and dudes don't like, you know, that's the thing. Seriously though. Yeah. He's a dork. And a lot of like guys don't, they just don't gravitate towards dorks, right? Like the weird thing is, you know, Ra- is, Raiders country let's ride. I don't think that's going to sound like, it's like, great. you can be, you could actually be hated and at least get respect from people or whatever. Like you can be super beloved or you can be like a, you can be like a, a, a jerk to everyone, but at least you could get respect. But like, it's hard when you're a dork to get respect. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you hear that. You're like, like Nick Saban's, a, Nick Saban's a notorious, you know, hard A, you know, but whatever, but people respect him. They love it. And then you hear about the players, coaches and stuff. And those work but like a dork. It's just hard. It's hard for dorks. Coming up on the Lombardi line, VEASAN host and college sports extraordinaire, Tim Murray joins the show. How the Washington state Cougars have become kryptonite for the number four team in the country. We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for an edge on college hoops, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide with bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com and our exclusive betting splits for every single game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro today. That's V-S-I-N.com slash pro. And let's get into some college hoops because there have been upsets galore over the past week in the top five. Purdue, UConn, now Arizona 
Roosevelt last night loses to Washington State despite being around a 12 and a half point favorite to help us break it all down and look ahead to the action upcoming in college hoops. Tim Murray joins us, host of VEASAN primetime Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 Eastern right here on VEASAN. Tim, uh, I know you have a lot of feelings about what transpired last night. Take us into uh, into the final moments and, and what the heck happened with Arizona. Yeah, first and foremost, Kyle Smith, what he's done at Washington State uh, deserves to be commended. I mean, that is an, a team, if you watched it last night or watched them this year, incredibly well coached. Uh, they're probably up a seed line, maybe in the six range now. So they're going to be a fun team to keep an eye on as we get into the tournament. Uh, haven't been to the NCAA tournament in over a decade. So uh, it's it's a phenomenal story, obviously, with everything going on with them and Oregon State being left in the wilderness, so to speak, uh, with, the, with the Pac-12 dissolving. So uh, first and foremost, what they have done is, is phenomenal. A team that was picked 10th preseason in the Pac-12, and right now they're in first place in that conference with a sweep of uh, of Arizona but Arizona's uh, befuddling guys I mean this is a team that probably will still land on the one line um, and then you just watch last night I mean you're you're at home uh, where you thrive they were 13 and 0 straight up at home this year and it just felt like they just kind of handed the game to Washington State uh, I thought a bunch of sloppy mistakes and then late in the game just un- not understanding the situation on a on a foul on a three-pointer up three and uh, you know that's a four-point play and and ultimately they lose that game so you know I look at this Arizona team guys it's still a small sample size for Tommy Lloyd uh, year number three as the head coach talent wise this you could argue is the best team in the country uh, from you know looking at their starting five and the athleticism that they have but uh, I'm not going to trust this team whatsoever come the NCAA tournament uh, Tommy Lloyd think back to last year upset in the first round by Princeton as a as a two seed and then two years ago year one when we were kind of all thinking this was a national championship type of team uh, they you know beat Wright State in a 116 matchup didn't cover needed overtime to beat TCU in the second round and then lost by double digits to Houston and so uh, 0-4 ATS is Tommy Lloyd, very small sample size as a head coach in the NCAA tournament. So we'll see. Uh, but the Pac-12 per Ken Palm is the sixth best conference in the country. This team has four losses in conference play, guys. You think about it. They lost to Stanford on the road, gave up 100 points uh, as a 12.5 point favorite, lost at Washington State as an 8.5 point favorite, lost to Oregon State on the road as an 18 point favorite, and then last night as a 13 point favorite. So look, color me skeptical when it comes to Arizona. And I know you could really talk about a lot of teams and having questions about any one of them, as you alluded to stormy with, you know, earlier this week, UConn losing to Creighton, uh, Purdue, of course, losing over the weekend to to Ohio state, but uh, Arizona is a team that uh, I am not going to have a future on. And honestly, at, at points in this NCAA tournament, I'm going to be looking to bet against them. Stormy. I went to the ice soccer on Tuesday night and uh and we're listen it's a big place not the same section not not even not even the same not even just the same row. seats away tim murray wow, right there no Look, way. Seat, i have to climb over him to get to, <laughs> to get to get to my seats at the ice at the ice soccer Very yeah i know we were just right down from each other enjoyed it enjoy it was a loss i'm pretty sure the i left loss, yeah, yeah yeah i left uh, the but, reason i knew who matt was yeah. you want it was that it's that fade man i knew the fade. oh yeah look at that thing i, I know i, I know saw, just, he got I the travis kelsey back and i just i go I think that's matt <laughs> and instead of like yelling out his name i just tried to hit him 
I yeah, just, just like, hold hey, on, just hey. smack me. Yeah, just yeah. just smack me. It was great. Uh, all right, Tim. So this is a Control F game. So you go in, guys. You got to find it. You, if you don't scroll and try to look for this thing, but uh, you're 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 looking at Iona and Ryder tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking. I see. I see Pickham. I see one point in favor of Ryder. I'm seeing about a 145. Yeah, look, let's be honest. Fridays are not a great slate for college mm-hmm. basketball. Uh, we're a betting network, and uh, we gotta we gotta dive a little bit here. Uh, you know, later today, the 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 spreads will start coming out for Saturday games, and we could turn our attention to Saturday with some intriguing games and some situational spots. Uh, for this one, real quickly, got to go to the MAC, not the uh, Mid American. This is the Metro Athletic Conference, the MAC Double A's in there. Uh, but the Bronx of Ryder, Ryder, more so, um, this is a bit of a fate of Iona. Now, this could end up being a, a Ewing theory, uh, the uh, popular Ewing theory uh, where Patrick Ewing gets injured and the Knicks got better. Uh, but Iona's best player uh, left the team this week. Uh, Greg Gordon, averaging 16 points per game, 17, uh, seven rebounds per game, led the team in both those categories, uh, left the team. So uh, we're going to see what Iona is uh, tonight on the road at Ryder in a game that was uh, very competitive just a couple weeks ago uh, where Iona pulled it out at home 94 to 93. Ryder's been playing a little bit better as of lately. Two straight victories uh, for the Bronx, including a nice one uh, last week around this time against Mount St. Mary's. Uh, and then you look back to that victory uh, that that Iona had against Ryder just a couple weeks ago. Greg Gordon, the aforementioned top player who just left the program, had 28 points, had six rebounds and five assists. So uh, we'll, we'll see. This is a little testing of uh, how will they fare without their best player. You know, maybe they rally together, but uh, I'm going to take uh, Ryder at home on a, at a pick uh, against a team that just lost their best player. So we will uh, we will see what happens tonight in some action. Back when Matt and I used to do a show together, we would do the guess the mascot. Do you know Iona's mascot, Matt? I thought didn't he, he just he, yeah did he he just yep. did he just say it? Yeah. No, and I <laughs> oh boy, Iona is uh, they're eagle they're the Eagles. Close Gales. Gales. Very close. Very close. I'll give do we you that. know? Do we know for sure that a gale is not an eagle? <laughs> I don't know enough about yes, bird the, the, see, all right. yeah, what, we'll, I don't even know yeah. the proper term yes, for that. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll do some research on that. We'll see, Google it. Right. See, we got a Google machine. Um, yeah. I thought Russell Wilson was the dork. Apparently, it's me. <laughs> Matt, uh, you spoke very highly, obviously, about Washington State. They've won 10 of their last 11 now on a seven-game streak. They just had that high of beating Arizona for the second time. How do you think that they're going to fare coming up in this next game against ASU? Yeah, I I always, you know, I do this in college football a lot, and I think it's more prevalent in college basketball. Now you got to recognize that these numbers will be a little bit baked in, but uh, you just beat Arizona. uh, You're you're flying high, and now you got to turn around and play a a sluggish team in Arizona State, who no doubt will be looking to uh, to to knock you off. And you know, for Washington State, I give them a lot of credit, guys, because you think back, uh, you know, it's a it's a Wes Reynolds theory of fading the new ranking smell. Uh, Team gets in the top. 25 and then you fade them immediately well washington state ranked for the first time guys since 2008 what did they do they promptly went out and just beat arizona so i think maybe this is the spot to look at arizona state who has been struggling this year i'm sure this will be a big opportunity for them to uh to rally so yeah just keep an eye on that one you know see what number we're going to get whether it's a five or a six that's kind of the early projections per ken palm and some of the analytical sites but yeah i mean situationally it's a great spot for arizona state when you have uh, a game that came down to the wire in the fashion that it did washington state winning that game and in, in 
you know, incredible fashion. And now a quick turnaround, you're playing at Arizona State. Not terrible travel, obviously, but you just wonder the mindset of uh, of Wazoo after that that big time win. Tim, who do you think is the hottest team in college basketball, and why is it LSU? I'm just kidding. No, we're not. We're not. We're not going to go there. So if if, if so all these teams at the top, as we mentioned, getting knocked off, some of these teams looking a little bit vulnerable. If we look at the futures market, somebody's parachuting in right now. It's post NFL yeah. season. They just want to put something in their account. Is there a team that has a decent number attached to them that you've kind of fallen in love with? That maybe if someone wants to get involved, that you would recommend. Yeah, if you want to get super weird like me and JVT did uh, earlier this week, uh, New Mexico to make the Final Four was a long shot that we played. That's, uh, I think, 20 to 1 at DraftKings. Um, you know, that's that's super, you know, very long shot there. Uh, more of the, to, to steal uh, a word uh, from your podcast, Matt, kind of a short shot would be would be Houston. Uh, I do like the Cougars a lot. Uh, you know, you can get them at 9 to 1. I know that's pretty short, uh, but a team that I, I think is, you know, veteran Laden, uh, I upset proof in my opinion. Uh, but do they have the the shooting to, to get there? Uh, if you're looking to kind of add someone to the portfolio right now, man, it's, you know, so many of these teams have, have flaws. Um, you know, I, the upside of Alabama and their capabilities of shooting, if they can just get hot for a six game stretch, but their defense worries me. Look, as crazy as this sounds, and I'm not going to put it in my account, but Kentucky, man, it, they, the ceiling that they have was just talent alone, and they just lost to your Bayou Bengals. But, I mean, talk about a team that's so uh, infuriating to figure out, guys. I mean, last Saturday, everybody had just jumped off the BBN pat, uh, bandwagon and said, all right, they stink. And they go out and they beat Auburn on the road in a place that seems like it's impossible to win. So if you want to take a long shot on potential, I think Kentucky, as crazy as it sounds, might be uh, just worth a super long shot. There. Oh, they're such a conundrum. I can't trust them. All that talent. Yeah. But ugh. Nope. Tim, you're awesome. Thanks for doing this, pal. All right, guys. See ya. Tim Murray, check him out later on today. VSIN Prime Time. We're going to hit the break when we come back, back to the NFL. We are ranking the top five teams in the National Football League under the most pressure to get the offseason right. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Stormy Bond and Tony and Matt Brown in for Michael Lombardi today. It is time for us to rank our top five teams that are under the most pressure to win the offseason. And I'm it. very excited about this. All right. So let's start from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Who is team number five? Number five for me is Cincinnati Bengals. And the reason being here is you get Joe Burrow back. You have Jamar Chase. He is going to be demanding a big contract. So can you get that done with him? Probably going to have to franchise tag T Higgins. And so big expense to T Higgins. You got to let Tyler Boyd go that offensive line that they thought that they had retooled did not in fact pan out for them and it was still a pretty porous offensive line and then on the defensive side of the ball while they did make some strides they certainly are not where they want to be and are going to have to invest on the defensive side as well they, they do have some money mm-hmm. and so they have money to spend luring people to play with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all it shouldn't you wouldn't think would be a big deal but you you do look at this and I think where we're at right now with this team where it's ton of money invested in Burrow, about to have to lay out a ton of money to, to Jamar Chase. It's probably your last season with T. Higgins because your franchise, he's going to walk. Yeah. I think they're under a lot of pressure to win this year. They need to figure out on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive line, what can we do to make this team this year yeah. A winner. And that's a good point financially with the wide receiver room that like this is the, the gang's together. Yeah. So this is the year. Mm-hmm. We've got to make something happen. Uh, my number five was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we already talked about the Kenny Pickett of it all. The quarterback situation has got to be figured out. But this is a team that the owner has made clear is in win now mode that they need to do something. We know that Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season. We know all the things, but they also haven't won a playoff game since 2016. Mm-hmm. And the, the time is ticking down. All that talent that you have offensively, you got Matt Canada out of there. Let's see if you can do something. I think there's significant pressure under the Steelers to get things right for specifically for Mike Tomlin in that offense. Yeah, like and, and like we said, you know, a little bit earlier, there is talent there. It's Absolutely. not like it is a team that is devoid of talent. So you just got to figure it out. How do you make this thing work? And obviously that all starts at the quarterback position for them. Number four for me, uh, it's the Eagles. And the Eagles were a team that was in everybody's top three of their power rankings for the vast majority of last season. Then every then the wheels came off, on the, specifically on the defensive side of the ball as well. So what do you do? You go out 
enter Vic Fangio. He comes in. You got to try and figure out what you do on the defensive side. On the offensive side, even with all of those playmakers, there were times that offense was clunky. There was times mm. where they were not able to move the ball effectively and score. And you go and you start to look. Now Kelsey's probably retiring. So now you got to fill that void on the offensive line that was one of the best offensive lines in all the NFL. So you start to look and it's like, oh man, there's a lot of these pieces here. But yeah, you're replacing a major piece on the offensive line. Figuring out the defense because you can't waste all of that offensive talent as well. There's a lot of pressure on that Eagles team because they're, too, they're way, way, way too talented to allow to happen what happened to them down the stretch last year. With uh, with Big Dom coming back, they should be fine, right? Because that's what caused <laughs> the spiral was that he wasn't on the sideline. Yeah, apparently. That's it. <laughs> uh, my five is Big D, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, epic collapse in the playoffs this year. Again, Jerry Jones is letting Mike McCarthy return for the final year of his contract. Dak Prescott got to get his contract figured out. Him, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, $100 million plus dollars invested in yeah. three players. is uh, it's, uh, Dak Prescott, two and five in the playoffs. They have had three straight 12-win seasons, have done absolutely nothing, nothing to show for it. I think this season is going to be huge for Dallas. Um, and I know Mike McCarthy says he knows how to win. It's been 14 years since mm -hmm. we've seen that. So let's see something now. My number three and your number three both yes. come in as the Simpatico. Buffalo Bills. We can go ahead and kind of tag team this one here. I mean, for me, the reason I put the Bills on here is you look and we, we talk about it's a passing league. What do they do now? Gabe Davis, free agent. He's going to walk. You look at Stephon Diggs, who apparently is very is, is upset. Mm -hmm. Trade candidate, possibly, depending on what happens there. Do you waste this window of Josh Allen in his prime by not getting him the weapons needed to proper yeah. to proper yeah to properly um, be as efficient as humanly possible in the offensive side of the ball? He can only do so much, and you saw the playing time for Seth Diggs. He started playing fewer snaps. He was getting fewer targets. There was obviously some friction that was going on there with him and that team. And as we mentioned, Gabe Davis, they tried it as a wide receiver too. It just didn't pan out. He's just not a wide receiver. He's a three at best in this league, and so. I think there's a pretty decent amount of pressure on this Bills team to try to figure it out and not waste the prime years of a top five NFL quarterback. Well, and if I'm them, I am livid at the way this past season ended. You had a prime opportunity at home having the Chiefs in your house and you let that go by the wayside. Like, if not now, when, in my mind, with this Buffalo Bills team, so I'm in complete agreement with you from that standpoint. My number two. The New York Jets, they have got to get this offensive line right or Aaron Rodgers won't even get to four snaps again mm -hmm. in year two. Like they have they have got to figure this out. There is so much chaos, uh, tumultuous issues behind the scenes with Robert Sala, with Nathaniel Hackett. Like get your things in order behind the scenes. You need to have a backup quarterback because even your owner, Woody Johnson, said a couple weeks ago at NFL Honors, Zach Wilson was not one. So you mm -hmm. need to get that figured out as well. Um, and uh, since Aaron Rodgers is the team owner, the coach, yeah. the GM, since he's all of those things. Why don't you go out there and, and get your boy Devontae Adams as well? I know you're recruiting him. I think that that would be wonderful for all involved. And um, they, they've got the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they really, really need, they're, they're willing to go all in. You know, mm. this is the year because everything's going to fall apart and crash and burn if you don't. They're, yeah, I mean, the Jets are, obviously going to be on those teams that are going to be under the spotlight for sure, strictly because of what Aaron Rodgers has done and how much 
how much he has brought to that team. I mean, listen, for better or for worse, he has put that team now under the microscope for sure. And when he comes back, all the nonsense of the offseason and all that, like you're you're going to have to live up to it now, right? All your appearances on all the shows and all the trash talking you did and all those different things like that. Like now you got to go out and you've got to prove it and prove that you can still do it at an advanced age coming off of a very major injury. So desperation I, was yeah, the word. I got I, it. I, agree I got it. It, it, it came. Sure. It hit the noggin there eventually. Was, listen, listen, it's fine. Huh? It's <laughs> delayed. It's cool. They're desperate. Yeah, there you fine. go. Okay. Maybe, yeah. What's your number two? Uh, number two for me, the Falcons. And the reason for the Falcons is pretty obvious. It is the worst division in all of football. And if you can get a quarterback in there, a competent quarterback and competent quarterback play, you are instantly the favorite to win that division. And all you have to do is win a division to get into the playoffs and host a playoff game. And then you are going to be in a position to where at least you can win a Super Bowl because all you have to do is get in the tournament, right? You look at this team with all of what they've got on the offensive side. They go out, they spend a bunch of money on Bates on the defensive side. They're going to add to the defense again in the offseason here. But it all comes down to getting it right at the quarterback position. You have to do it. You can win this division. You have the players, but you have to get it right at the quarterback position. And I think that is a ton of pressure on this Falcons team because, again, they don't have a draft pick to get it done. It would have to be a trade-type scenario to get up to get one of the guys if they yeah. wanted to do that, or they have to trade for a quarterback. Well, that's what I was going to say. So who is it? Because you said it's not yeah. Justin Fields. You said you think Justin Fields to the Steelers makes more sense. Is this a long, is this a long tease for the segment we're doing uh, next? I don't My number one mm. team in the offseason that needs to get it right. Is there any other team than the Chicago Bears? Matt Eberflus, this is on you, buddy. Ryan Poles, this is on you. Let's face it. The Bears control this draft. Assuming they do it, we all think that they're going to do. They're going to trade Justin Fields. Um, they, they have a slew, they'll have a slew of picks mm. in the first and second rounds if they make that trade, uh, including obviously number one and number nine overall. And the Bears as an organization have a systematic flaw of developing quarterbacks. So if you're going on the Caleb Williams train, do not mess this up. Like you have to get it right. Obviously you missed your opportunity to get uh, CJ Stroud or whomever that you wanted last year, because this is the route that you wanted to go. An incredible opportunity in your hands right now. Don't mess it up, especially because you gave Matt Eberflus the reins. You said, I'm going to give you another year to figure it out. If this collapses, they have no one else to blame and it's going to be a disaster for them for a long time. My number one, the Detroit Lions. And the reason is, is listen, they were real contenders this year. And now it is expected that they are going to be contenders moving forward. They had an incredible offense. They have to fix the defense because if you look around, the Packers are going to be better. If a if the Vikings can figure out a quarterback situation, the Vikings are still going to be good. So you have to go in and you have to do this offseason right and fix the secondary for this team mm. because you have the pieces on offense. They'll get something done with golf. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown. You have a year two of Gibbs, a year two of Laporta. You get a first full season, by the way, with Jamison Williams. You remember, he was injured and then he was suspended. This is going to be the first real year with Jamison Williams with the team as well. The offense part is there. You've got to fix the defense and you can actually be a real contender. And I believe that. I'm not just saying that. I don't think that's lip service. You have a team that can score, go blow for blow with everyone. You just can't let the teams to score at will against you, which is what we saw in the playoffs. Like they just can't 
cannot do that. You have to fix the secondary. You have to fix this defense because this is a team now that can compete and win today if they can do that. And now they've got the postseason experience, right? Mm -hmm. That was like one of the big knocks last year, too, in addition to the secondary issues is that they haven't been there before. Mm -hmm. How are they going to handle it? Handled it well until, obviously, they didn't and they get knocked out. But now they've got that experience under their belt. We're going to hit the break when we're resetting hour two. Well, let's set that long tease. We're talking quarterbacks when you return on the Lombardi line. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.